everyone. Welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, Delapo. LOL, just kidding. Delapo is out today. So this is Rookie hosting. And I have some special guests and analysts with me today. I'm going to go ahead and start with Emeka. Yeah, it's your boy G-Max, a.k.a. King of Biafra, a.k.a. Plan B Bia. I only have facts and I am here for the fans. <laughs> Thank you. We also have Mandem Z in the house. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know, I'm here after a long time. The only Mandem with the Z. What's up? Wow. Thank you. Um, last but not least, we have George. Lil Pep, your head-to-head champion. Don't get it twisted. Moyo, don't get it twisted. I'm still your head-to-head champion. <laughs> wow. Um, it's going to be a long season of hearing that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, George, let's go ahead and start off with you. Actually, I know you're very happy with this past weekend um, with the City win against Arsenal. Do you want to walk me through? <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I should call that a game. But yeah, let's talk about it. You know, I totally forgot about that game. I forgot it happened this weekend. But yeah, let's walk through it. That game was so bad. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, I, the thing is, I don't expect Arsenal. I did not expect Arsenal to be this bad, right? Emeka came on the podcast and told us that uh, there's a higher chance that Man City was going to score every 20 minutes. I thought I was crazy, right? I thought like our territory... I thought Arteta, being in, like, you know, the Man City team, he will, like, you know, know the ins and out of how they um they work. So you can, like, you know, it's not the kind of game where you're about to play where you're going to concede five goals. I wasn't expecting that from Arteta because I'm like, yo, you've been with the majority of these players. You know how Pep works. What happened? Let's work through it. One goal that stood out was the, I think it was the pass from Edison, where the ball literally just went through the middle of the field. No yeah. one touched it. Like, it's like from Edison all the way to um, the Arsenal um, Arsenal half, through the middle. No one touched it. And then Ferrantorius got the ball. He ran a couple of, I don't know, like 10, 20 yards. And then still no type of pressure whatsoever. So basically that game, it was just like poor defensively from Arsenal. I don't think Man-, Man City did anything crazy, to be honest with you. I just think it was just poor defensive um, display from Arsenal. But, yeah. I mean, it's quite shocking to hear that it was a poor defensive display from Arsenal, just considering their lineup. It was very yeah, it defensively was... oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of seeing how easy it was for City to kind of just get through. I mean, I think the first couple of goals were almost identical in the way that they were set up and there was just no sort of response from any of the Arsenal players. That was a little surprising. Mm -hmm. Emeka, how did you feel kind of going through that? Because I know that (laughs) you pretty much called the scoreline out of anyone else. We all actually believed in Arsenal a lot more than you did. Um, But here we are. Okay, so basically, I just want to start with my first statement, or with George's first statement. That is, Emeka called what? 5-0. When I called 5-0, 
similar to when I call every other thing that I call on stop, this podcast. Stop, stop, stop. I am often attacked. Stop. I am often attacked by the people. They tell me, Emeka, but surely, Emeka, but possibly, Emeka, but this, Emeka, but that, Lala Bojangles, right? And then what happens? 5 0. George now reiterated my second point that is, every 20 minutes. Do you know that sometimes it was less than 10 minutes spans? Do you yeah. know that sometimes it was less than 10 minutes spans? Ilkay Gundogan was winning headers in my box. I said, God, have mercy on all of us. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And I told you guys, if you go now, scroll in anywhere, any platform, Emeka said that Arsenal will lose their first four games this season. Emeka said it. Arsenal will lose their first four games this season. Do you know who are playing next? Norwich. Okay. Now, do you think we're going to win that game? I think it will be a little okay. surprising if you guys you don't win the game. Exactly. So you guys are still experiencing surprise. No problem. So anyways, let me just start by saying this. Okay. I was really saddened to see Obama Young score a hat-trick against West Brom because I knew that they would tag me. And I can look at him. This is the person that you said is not good. Right? <laughs> And then we now played Manchester City. What happened? Where was he, Aubameyang, the great man? Where was he? He was not there. Okay, we played three back, like I suggested. But what three did you play in the back? Seyad Kolasinak? I'm not going to say Natch. I don't care. Seyad Kolasinak is who you people are putting in the back for me to go and defend with. Are you serious? With Pablo Mari? And then you started Xhaka. You rested Sambi. Jacques now came and gave red card, which is a very typical thing. It happens, you know, every six games, basically. Okay, so basically what I'm saying is this. When I came here, I told you guys 5-0, it has happened. Now I'm telling you guys this. If we do not fire Ateta before the end of September, we are going to get relegated. I'm telling you now, we will get relegated. If we don't fire Ateta by the end of September, we are done. The season is complete. We are finished. Okay? The team the team is spineless. The team is hopeless. The team is helpless. Okay? Today I saw that we bought a take hero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to figure out what his name is. We saw take hero somewhere. He said Takiro, take hero. They say, okay. We're lacking attack. But we're signing, no problem. I'm taking hero. But my <laughs> point is that we need an attacking midfielder. And you are going to go and sign a defender after we just signed. A defender. I mean, I I definitely understand what you're saying. Just looking at the stats, um, just to kind of refresh some of our listeners in case they missed the game or it's been, you know, it's been an interesting couple of days. Um, Arsenal had zero shots on target. They had one shot throughout the entire match as opposed to City's 25. At one point, Arsenal had 9% of possession during the second half. Total of the game, they had 19% versus City's 81%, 185 passes compared to City's 757, and then pass accuracy was at 67%. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, the red card didn't help matters at all, but it, it I'm not going to lie, it wasn't looking optimistic even prior to Jacka's red card. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Rookie, you're doing what every normal person should do right now. And I'm happy that you're doing it. You're, you're actually going to look at the stats. But Rookie, what I'm trying to tell you is that the stats don't matter. 
anymore. <laughs> ah, you can see it. <laughs> the stats don't matter anymore. Do you know what I predicted for the game? I predicted 70%. You guys said, America, come on now. But what? It was 81. You see what I'm saying? That's why the game should have been 8-0. But look, the stats don't matter. We knew that we were going to be outplayed, dominated. That's why I knew the game was going to be a 5-0 game. But my point is that you are relying on Emil Smith-Rowe. You are relying on Bukayo Saka. You are relying on Martinelli. You are relying on uh, Nicola Pepe. You are relying on... Like, this is bad. This is the worst that I've ever seen. There was a time I used to watch Ali Adier stats, but at least there were people behind him that could play. If you guys remember who Jeremy Ali Adier was. Who's that? You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but he was playing. Look him up. Ali Adier. Wait, he was playing the Man City game? No, in Arsenal, back in the day, when oh. every once in a while, Wenger would tinker and play Sigan in the back, Ali Adier up top, Benayun behind him. It's like, what's going on here? But at least somebody there could play. But right now, we start 11 people that are unsure of themselves. Ricky, the stats don't matter. The team is, is done. The team is finished. See. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Thank you. Okay. I think that's an accurate review of um, that match, if I'm being honest. Um, it was very, very, very one-sided. Um, <laughs> but another game that we saw another red card was Liverpool versus Chelsea. Are any of you guys surprised by the scoreline or kind of by how either of the teams played? I know that there was a lot of talk about Liverpool kind of being Chelsea's first real test of the season, especially with Lukaku coming back in. Um, Mandem, did you get a chance to watch the game or take a look at any of the highlights? And what did you think of Lukaku's performance, if so? All right, so before I jump on the Liverpool-Chelsea question, I just wanted to sympathize with Emeka when it comes to Arsenal. Um, I feel that Ateta came into that game with a complete damage control mentality. And as a coach with a club like that, if you approach a game like that, you know that they're going to take the game to you. And it's crazy when you look at the stats. Um, of course, Xhaka has now become joined uh, highest red cards with David Luiz, Fernandino in recent times. In you look at the passing stats, Arsenal has never had this list possession um, since they started taking stats for EPL or something like that. Uh, yeah, so it's all going bad. Like there's no good thing to pick out out of the game, and it's crazy that uh, a team of that caliber, Arsenal, that I mean, you expect that they can put in some fight because as an opposing team, I'm looking for other teams that can, you know, help um, CT drop points or make things difficult for other teams going forward. But if it's just going to be uh, a walk in the park for everybody, then it's like he said, by September, if there has been no major reshuffle in management, it's it's going to go, it's going to get worse. That's for Arsenal. Mm. So um, with Chelsea and Liverpool, honestly, I wasn't surprised at the scoreline, and I was so happy with it. Nobody ran away with the three points. As for the gameplay, I felt that Liverpool could have won it. You know, if Liverpool was that fierce and lethal as they were when they won the season, they weren't playing the best soccer, but they they would always find a way to put that one goal that is needed or, you know, put in that extra effort that is needed, take that advantage do something crazy and, you know, come up with a win. They could have 
run away with three points at the end of the day, but I felt that they were too careful. They didn't get out of their shelves um, very much. So it wasn't surprising. As for Lukaku, top striker now, he has developed, evolved all around in his game. Um, I think his first touch is getting better. So I'm not going to jump on the fact that he blanked in a big game. It, it happens all the time to the best of players. So I wouldn't judge him too much based off of that performance or anything. If he got enough chances, I'm sure he'll find the back of the net. Lukaku has become like, you know, a, a household name in, in, in center forward now. So he has proven that in Italy, he just needs to, you know, bring it back to the EPL. It's, it's, it's a very familiar terrain for him. So I'll give it about 10 to 15 games to see where we can put Lukaku. In the meantime, I'm solidly happy, absolutely happy with that um, scoreline. So, you know, last week's episode, we had a an interesting conversation about the top five strikers in the Premier League. And Ooh. the top two, where <laughs> there seemed to be a bit of debate, was between Lukaku and Harry Kane. Um, where do you stand on that? Um, if you had to pick one, if as, I, okay, this is the best striker in the Premier League at this moment. If I had to do that, I'll put Kane over Lukaku. Just because okay. Kane has been tried and tested in the EPL. He's done it, he's done it, he's done it. Now, Lukaku had his chance in the EPL. Um, not so much, but he had, it, he, he had his chance. So I would say that, well, he went to Italy, did his thing, you know, brought uh, into the, the, the trophy. But I feel that in EPL, when we talk about tried and tested, Kane every day, all day over Lukaku. Now is the time for him to prove it. Now he's with Chelsea. Chelsea has a serious squad. The squad depth is is unreasonably like I cannot imagine how that team shouldn't be, you know, top of the league when we we do that U turn in December, because that squad has a lot of depth in all positions. So I think Lukaku is at a place where there's enough ammunition to have him you know, stump his name in EPL as well. But for now, if I'm to pick one person, it's an easy pick, Kane. Okay. Uh, so I, don't, so <clears throat> I need to add on to what Mandem said. <clears throat> yeah, of course. So I, no, no, I think I agree Kane is like top notch, but I don't agree with the way uh, Mandem, you know, backed uh, his argument. Because I think if you can also make an argument that Ken has already been tested in uh, Spurs, whereas Lukaku has played at West Brom and he's produced numbers. He played at Chelsea, he still produced numbers. He played at, I mean, he didn't, he didn't produce numbers at Chelsea. Wait, when you say United, Chelsea, exactly, I was going to ask you that. Because yeah, he never United, scored a single goal in yeah, Chelsea. Exactly. United, he produced numbers. And then Everton, he also produced numbers. So but, he, like, but he was playing in the same league as Kane. He never know, was like top just, scorer or everything. I know, but I'm just saying his numbers were good. It's not like it's not close to what Kane had, but you can also make an argument and say Kane was has only played in one team, like which is Spurs and everything that's like, you know, would you him. would you put up that argument for Messi when he was at Barcelona doing all the good things? I mean, he has done it everywhere else. Like I don't understand. He has done it season after season after season. Like, that's what that's else. what Kane is also doing at Spurs. No, 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 no. Don't don't no no no. Messi has trophies to back his stuff up. Kane does not have that. Okay, so, Kane does no, not no, have the trophies, that. but he has the golden boot. We weren't talking about trophies. 
we were nah, talking about strikers. So you, you cannot bring the same. Okay, let's go. You cannot no, bring Messi and make that comparison. Messi has trophies to back his numbers. Kane does not have that. But like, what we are talking is just yeah, striking guys, numbers. Yes, exactly. Like that's, that's another thing. You cannot use striking numbers. You cannot use team-based titles to determine right. the figure. Exactly, you can't. Trophy, exactly, you can't use team won based by titles. a team. Yeah, no, right. no, no, no. See, you guys are not going to do this. I think him is good, right? But you cannot say that you know Lukaku has not really done in the EPO. I don't agree with that. I feel like I don't he think he has. How he's definitely he's... he's definitely done it in the EPL. He, just he's not, not the terrible in the EPL, but he wasn't better than Kane. And you asked me a question about EPL, so I backed it with the stats in EPL. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I just don't think because like no, <laughs> I don't think that's fair. I really don't. Like the thing is, I think Kane is the number one striker, but you cannot look down on Lukaku and say I never looked down, down on Lukaku. But you're, but you're saying he's never done. I don't know why anyone's looking down on Lukaku. I don't know the I don't think anyone's he's taking it from because I gave Lukaku his props first before I even went into this. So I'm not looking down on Lukaku. Don't take it from a United uh, fan point of view. If Lukaku was to walk back to United right now with how he has developed his game, I'll take him. So I'm not the guy that will look down upon Lukaku. What I'm saying is, if you ask me to choose between those two players, what they have done so far, given the time they've been in the EPL, I would pick Kane. And I think you would do the same. Because what? Kane has proven more than Lukaku. That's all I'm saying. George, how did you feel about Lukaku's performance against Liverpool? Now, guys, I want us to I want us to highlight this, right? Lukaku has scored 114 goals in the EPL with 42 assists. Like that is a lot of goals. Okay, that is a what lot. What about Kane? Correct. But I mean, you however, can that's <laughs> no. The, you, so you the, want to look the conversation? Up the, the, the conversation the we're having isn't Kane versus Lukaku. Oh, Kane. I just wanted to see mm-hmm. where you stood on the rankings, you know, that we had last week. So we're talking predominantly about how this Liverpool game was Lukaku's first challenge being back. How do you think he did, George, against his opposition? Against Liverpool, I think the red card uh, messed up the game, right? Had the red card not messed up the game, we'd have seen a lot more of, you know, what Lukaku is actually capable of. Because after the red card, Chelsea just, you know, sat back. And Lukaku was the only guy, you know, with, three or four Liverpool um, defenders around him. It's kind of hard to, like, you know, uh, get 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 the best out of your game when you don't have any type of support. And, but for the first, like, you know, for the first minutes where it was 11 v 11, you could see, you could see that this guy was going to cause problems. You could see when he was taking Matip on. You could see when, you know, Van Dijk was trying to track him down and then, you know, he just dribbled past Van Dijk and he sat on the ground. So you could see what <laughs> the guy could, could do. But the fact was that, like, you know, after the red card, Chelsea became more defensive. Lukaku was alone up top, and you know there was no help coming from anywhere. He wasn't—he wasn't even getting the ball as much, in a sense. So you cannot really, yeah. you know, gauge his performance because of you know that is not like the strongest Chelsea team. And yeah. Yeah. So you cannot really gauge do his you, performance. Do you feel like you know people are talking about now that Van Dyke is back? Liverpool is now uh, a favorite when we're talking about title contenders, do you think they displayed that? Did you hear what uh, Klopp, Klopp said after the game? 
Why don't you tell our listeners what Klopp said after? The guy said, (laughs) yo, this guy, how is, anyways, the guy said, so Chelsea plays five back, right? And because Mm -hmm. Chelsea plays five back and they're defensive, the red card did not help Chelsea, did not help Liverpool because what it did was it made Chelsea put more players in the box, which makes it harder for them to break down. And I was thinking, I was like, what would you do if you have one less player? Would you right. would you would you go and keep attacking, you know, your position? Would you do that? Or would you just protect whatever point or like, you know, whatever lead you have? You just sit back and then protect it. This guy, so basically what I'm trying to say is Liverpool, yes, maybe they have the players, right? But I don't think the guy in charge of these players, if you cannot break down a 10 10 v 11 Chelsea for what was it like? It was more than, it was more than the no, it, it was, was 45 minutes, right? One half. Yeah. So if you cannot break down Chelsea, right? You like you if you can't do that and you complain about them just solely defending, like what kind of mentality are you going to walk into the you know the se- what kind of mentality are you walking into the season with? How so are you, you even impressed? No, I'm not impressed. Definitely, impressed like, I'm not impressed. Like, did you see the subs he was even making? Like, what? He, he, the guy has no tactics. He kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like, you have 10 v 11. One man advantage. 45 minutes. Are you serious? Emeka, yeah. what, what are your thoughts on Liverpool from what we've seen so far this season? Do you believe that they are favorites when we're talking about Yeah. The I, yo, you know, George is just a salty guy sometimes, you know. <laughs> I don't know. The guy likes potato chips, like salted potato chips. I don't know, man. So he I don't just like unsalted little... potato chips. So I don't know. If yeah, that's I, I just, I just feel like that's what I'm saying. But I just feel like you know, we've always known that George is salty. Like I there mean, was no Klopp would have could have said a prayer after the game, and George would have taken offense <laughs> to say why should he be praying? He should be going and winning or something crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? So it was a lose-lose for Liverpool and Club there. The agenda is still going on, apparently. But anyways, <laughs> let me just tell you, sometimes beating a team with a man down is tougher than a team that's fully squatted, basically, right? Because a team that's a man down is being super careful, oftentimes being super defensive, oftentimes not attacking, and so it's just congesting the, uh, you know, the box essentially. So really, you know, it's not uncommon for managers to complain about a team locking Yo, up what? or shutting up shop. No, it's actually very common. In fact, it happened in the Euros a couple times. It happened in the Copa America a couple times, whereby teams ended up in penalties because they just were not attacking after they got a red card and they just defended for the rest of the game. It's actually not uncommon, in fact. And managers are often allowed to do what they do, where you go all out attack when a team is doing that. But then the challenge was that, well, do you want to leave Lukaku up top by himself? And then I guess the club assessed that and said, you know what, I don't want to take that risk and let's just try and break them down without going all out. You see what I'm saying? And to an extent, they did regardless. But anyways, my point is no, this. No, Emeka, I have a quick question. Do you think, do you think um, club did anything different after like uh, Chelsea went a man down? Do you think he did anything different? Well... I think that the team became a bit more offensive, George. I'm not going to say that he did anything stellar, 
I'm not going to say that he did anything because naturally as a manager, you would also hope that things would just play out in a sense. Do you see what I'm saying? That teams would start to get fatigued or the opponents would start to get fatigued as a result of running for so long, etc. And then you will just get that breakthrough in some capacity. Do you understand? Now, let me remind you of what Chelsea did. Chelsea, do you know what Chelsea did? They then brought on three super defensive-minded players. Well, let me not say super defensive, but they brought on Thiago Silva and then brought on Chaloba or Chaloba, however you want to say his name, right, eventually. Do you grab? So they definitely went into defensive mode and then club started to bring on Akantara and Simikas. Do you see what I'm saying? So he didn't do too many as far as subs or gameplay. He just, I think, expected to find a breakthrough in some capacity. Do you, you see? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see the subs he made? Like you, right, I agree exactly. I agree. That's, although, that's what I'm. Although he didn't have, he didn't have too many options. No, I agree that this game should have been a win for Liverpool. But I'm just saying that it's not as easy as you think just because of the red card. It doesn't mean that it's. Um, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I get but, that, but I feel like. As a manager, you know these are the moments you know you live for. Like when it be, like when it gets to when the game it doesn't go like the way you predict it to go. Can you change something in game that's gonna actually help your team? Can you do that? He didn't do that. He kept doing the same thing, crossing the ball, crossing the ball, crossing the ball. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Why don't well, you? No, well, John, like, I think I, I, I said this thing before on the part that that was last season that um. Klopp has lost his touch, like his mojo, like his his drive. Relax, relax. It's relax. no, don't tell him to relax. No, 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 it's no, true. no relax. let me see what I'm saying. No, no. relax. Let me see what I'm saying. Let him land. Let Last him season, I said that um, after his games, certain things he was saying, um, post match conferences, and when they ask him questions about uh, stuff, when he talks, he looks very indifferent about what's going on, and I'm saying that that's a manager. That is not up there as he was when he won the league. That was something that I was talking about. And, well, it's a new season. He's he's probably back with new tactics or new mindset. But I don't think he has entirely snapped out of how he was feeling last season, which was telling on him mm-hmm. how club behaves on the touchline had changed last season, how he speaks to um, uh, post-match conferences and stuff. You can tell there was some serious frustration going on with Klopp. So that was just in effect to what George is saying, that as a manager, you live for this moment. And I wanted to say that two seasons, two or three seasons back, Klopp, not that maybe he would do anything different, but even his demeanor would tell you that he was like ready and raging to go win that game. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that Klopp has become uh, a nobody or not a good manager or anything. I was saying, I said this thing before, if we can find a part, you, we can catch it on record that I said, that guy looks frustrated. He's out of it and probably he's not fully back to himself yet. And that's why you'll be seeing uh, tactics like that. You'll be seeing lack of um, lack of ambition or lack, lack of drive or lack of push for the win, lack of that you know killer punch, that last draw of blood that you would want from club in such a situation, you you couldn't really see it like um, George is saying that as a manager, you leave for this moment, you capitalize and you knock it out. <laughs> Emeka, you're not going to say anything? You just mute yourself? No, I mean, it was taking me a while to reach my unmute. But yeah, I completely disagree with that nonsense that my name is talking about. <laughs> 
<laughs> because, okay, all right, first of because all, because quite frankly, first of all, first of all, you cannot refer to what I said as nonsense. You got to take that word. No, back. I get it. I get it. I'll justify why. Okay, fine. It was nonsense. It just lacked sense. Okay, but what I'm saying is this, oh right? God. What I'm saying is this, guys. Please, 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 do not judge a man by, by his, last his, his 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 <laughs> moments of of despair. Judge him by how he he comes back. But See, he's not coming seen, back yet, though. Edgar, my guy, but this what three games into the season? What three games into the season? Two of which he has won. So I don't know. Chelsea is not an easy team to play. Like, don't 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 panic, guys. Don't panic. Just that's all I'm saying. Don't panic. I guarantee that he whatever did he you think that he didn't figure out in that game he has likely figured out now. No. And I assure you that going forward you will see a Liverpool that's back and solid. Again, note that you're also still trying to like tweak the team to the manner that you were trying to, you know, achieve last year prior to the injuries. You're trying to set them back to where they were prior to those injuries. It's not something that happens overnight. It takes some time. So, so it's going to take know, Van Dijk, time, right? It's going to take some time. It's not going to take the entire season. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Which it's going to take some time. Which point of saying that the guy it hasn't entirely snapped out of last season yet. He's going to get no, there. No, 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 no. He hasn't. No, 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 no. It's not the guy himself. It's not, I'm not looking at him and his character and his capacity right now. Okay. It is just natural for a team to require some time to gel. This speaks not on his mojo or abilities, intellectual acumen or technical acumen, none of that. Okay. So, all I'm saying is that don't worry, just calm down, guys. Just calm down. <laughs> Chelsea is a solid team. Chelsea just won the Champions League, just won the Super Cup. They are not a team that you just go and walk over like that. No, it's not that simple. Do you see what I'm saying? So yes, don't worry. I I envisioned uh, uh, Liverpool winning the next three, four games in a row. Just watch. You know, I can even pull up their fixtures right now since you guys are so eager to know who they are going to play. Uh, I next. just I just want our listeners to know that Emeka backed Liverpool to win the league, <laughs> so he's he's going to say anything possible. So he seems right. So back his uh, to his back whatever prediction. his prediction is. Listen, I just so, so I I do I do want to move on from this game, but really quickly I want to touch on the moment that changed the game. George, was it a red card? Yes or no? We all need to go into detail. Yes or no? Do you think it was a red card? Uh, no, it was not a red card. Mandem, do you think it was a red card? I think the red card definitely changed the dynamics of the game a little bit. No, I'm saying, do you think it was a red card? Yes. Okay. Emeka, red card? I will say I accept the referee's decision. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What kind the of FA is not going to fine you for what? saying your, uh, <laughs> your, <laughs> I can, your actual I can accept, opinion. I can accept the referee's decision. Emeka, what kind of option is this i'm telling you the fa is not about to come and find you okay let's say (laughs) let's say that today i believe it was a red but if i review it again one more time i might think otherwise Mm, i see so what do you think did he change the game or what's up well it did change the game game. that was the moment that changed the game but obviously there's been a lot of debate on whether it was a red card or not so um, the last game we're going to review over this weekend was the Wolves United game. Uh, and um, we'll start off with you as the resident United fan. What were your thoughts? How did oh, how uh, did United play? Um, were you happy with the win? Um, I would take three points 
uh, any day, no matter how we get it. Um, the season just started. We need those points in the bag. When you look at last season, United dropped points against certain teams that if those points were taken seriously, um, we would have you know, reduced the gap between City and ourselves. So I would take the win. But when it comes to the play, from what happened match day one or game week one, and then that recess in game week two, and then this kind of performance in game week three, I'm worried. I am worried that as of now, um, transfer window is about to close, or yeah, should be it's about closed. to close or closed, and um, closed. we don't have uh, a signing of a midfielder. I think some uh, a DM, some United fans were like, "Oh, we are gonna go get somebody." I said, "No," because of that groundbreaking headline return of Cristiano. United is not gonna push any push for any more signings. I could tell. I could feel it. We did not play anything, and that's because we have a void in that midfield. Once you you bring Pogba back to that DM, it's it's basically not gonna work with Fred. It will not work for Pogba to excel in that role. You need someone to do all the dirty work and do it beyond a hundred percent. That's the only way. And United. I, it's it's not coming together yet. Like it's just, it's a team that has the glimpse. We have some quality, but the squad depth is not there. It is not there yet. And uh, I wasn't happy with how we played with Wolves. I was quiet the entire game. I was it was just KG was nervy. I was just hoping that something would happen. And Golden Boy just did his thing. He is one of the guys that when I look at right now in United, I just I just get happy. You know. But overall, I wasn't happy with the performance at all. I'm not going to sit here and uh, even pretend that I was happy with how United, first of all, lined up. Secondly, played. It, 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 didn't, it didn't go well. didn't go well at all. But mm. a few things to note, Varane blended into the team pretty well. He did pretty good for his first game. Um, so I'll take that. I'll take that moment of glimpse. I'll take that moment of brilliance from Greenwood. But overall, United needs to work on a lot of things. So, yeah. Emeka, what were your thoughts? Because I know, you know, there's one guy on that Wolves team that he is, that is your guy. That is your guy. Listen, and his name I saw... Is- Adama Traore. Listen, Adama himself, you know, today I did some research on him and his family. Seemed like a happy family, I'm not going to lie. I saw him traveling with his mom, his brother, his sister. They were like in Spain. It was nice, man. I was happy for him. Hey, uh, but, you know, Adama, I think, is is one of the best attackers in the league from a a dribbling standpoint. I know you guys, hey, hey, ha, 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 you laugh all day. That's fine. No, but ultimately, like, Adama will take on any defender in the league right now, and he will likely beat that defender, right? Yes, they come at him for his final touch, but it's okay. It's a work in progress. Just like Lukaku's before he shipped off. He was shipped off to Inter Milan, but that's neither here nor there. Okay? Now, ultimately... Uh, Wolves, I think, given what they have as a squad, I thought they did fairly well, okay? You cannot compare the Wolves squad to the Manchester United squad, especially now, because as you know, 
they are now starting to work with a new manager who is not necessarily like completely settled in it would seem okay and so it's like things are still being like you know shuffled in the team to find like the the best fit for the team you know so looking at the lineup i'm looking at jimenez finally back but you know he was injured so things are still a little shaky you know they are playing marcal on the left in marcel marcal call him whatever you want Semedo, i've never been a big fan of you know i like the never routine combo in the middle you know the portuguese guys can figure each other out they can speak to each other in portuguese and talk you know football that's nice okay but then that's really it right none of these players are quite stellar besides triore and jimenez and jimenez like we said is injured so adam as you can see is taking on this team he's carrying them on his back he's carrying them on his back you know he's really trying his hardest and we can all see it that's why we i like i said he needs to lead the team but anyways to your point or to your question rookie I thought that uh, it was a decent performance by Wolves. Now, yes, they should have scored, but they didn't. It's okay. Okay. There was a chance that Bisaka cleared literally off the line. Well, not off the line per se, but the keeper was already beating. Do you grab? Yeah. And then Bisaka, yeah, you, you, you don't or you do remember it? I do. I was terrified. <laughs> exactly. Because the ball had beaten, they had beaten the hair. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, sure it was just Bisaka. Exactly. Thank you. And it was Bisaka that just came and saved the day by Afran Boy, as yes. you guys know. Work ethic is 100%. You understand? So, all in all, I thought it was a decent performance by Wolves. But then Mason Greenwood, like I said, and I remember telling you this, the first episode, I told you, mm. Rookie, I tr trust me, you will need Greenwood this season more than you will need Fernandez. And what did I tell you? What did I tell you, Rookie? Who now came now and gave you guys I don't the recall. win? <laughs> exactly. I'm sure you don't recall. He Nobody said does. exactly. I'm sure you don't recall. <laughs> Nobody does when I tell them these things. So ultimately, a dub is a dub, man. Nobody will remember Adama's performance in this game, but everybody will remember that my United won. No, and that's uh, why it's Adama, Adama did great, man. Uh, first five take ons completed beautifully. Uh, the guy was he was trouble all 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 day. Um, Bisaka had met his match. That was how I felt. He, like he could not stand the guy in any way. He could at not all. stop him. He could. Adama not. is a complete. And uh, see, for Bisaka, Bisaka like, met his match, yeah. but Fred. <laughs> yeah, don't mention that. You know, Bisaka, he would find a way around you, loop around you, but it was almost impossible with Adama because the guy was Adama is through, so you know? strong. Look. If Thanos was a football player, oh my God. he would be Adama. He said, if who was a football player? If Thanos, if Thanos oh was God. a football player, he would be Adama Traore. Yeah. It's but, easy. Yeah. Like, you just know you're going to dominate everybody. That's what you want. Do you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Wolves, man. Shout they out got to it. They'll get the next one. Don't worry. David De Gea, shout out to him. Shout out to him, too. That was a fantastic save on his end. A double save, I should say. Uh, I also but... want to say, like, Wolves is one of those teams that has not scored a goal in the EPL just yet. Well, Wait, hold on. Are you sure about teams. that? Yeah, they haven't scored a goal. Are you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, they haven't scored a goal yet this season. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is Wolves. 0-3, correct, yeah, correct. And then the other team has 0-9. Let's not talk about <laughs> the that. The other team? Like, your, you mean your team? But speaking of the other team, Emeka, you've been a very busy man lately. Do you want uh, to explain to us the people that you've been DMing? Yes, guys. Uh, you know, there's something they say in life. They say you only live once. 
Now, the Latin way of saying that is basically carpe what? DM. So what I do ultimately <laughs> is that I take my phone oftentimes when I need to communicate with these players. Rookie, what I do is that I try my best to talk to them. So today, you know, I was looking so eagerly, anticipating that Arsenal will sign Adama Traore today. I saw that they signed Take Hero. I said, that's fine. Before you take... go on with this, I have a question. What made you certain that it would be Traore that you guys would be signing? I didn't hear any rumors. I agree that we didn't hear rumors. Um, Rookie, what I believe in is manifesting. So I thought to myself that if I can just manifest this today, you were trying to speak it into existence. I was trying to speak it into existence because I know that Tottenham was kind of thinking about going for him, and as a London rival, we tend to like go for the same players so as to like just keep the competition going. But anyways, it didn't happen. But I'm looking forward to the January window. Okay, now, so today I, after looking at his family and friends online. I sent him these messages. I said, yo, because, uh, you know, that's how you start conversations with, like, these bad guys. Just like, yo, feel me? Okay, and then I said, my guy. You understand? So I said, yo, my guy, because I want to, like, generate rapport. <laughs> George, you understand how that works? <laughs> you understand that how it works? It's like, my guy. And then I was like, you're way better than Wolves, because it's true. Then I said, you deserve better. Now I know he knows that I'm looking out for him. And then I said, come to Arsenal. I now, don't know if Steve, this is why. that's not looking out for him, is it? Hold on. He can get paid more. At the end of the day, it's a business. We can pay him. We just shipped out William, who was collecting 240 per week. We have funds. They have now become available. And I'm sure he's not getting 150 at Wolves. So I reckon that we can pay for him now. And when he comes, he will bolster the team with energy. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Oh, new, so energy. <laughs> new energy. Oh, new God. energy, exactly. That's new why we energy. need to fire Arteta. You guys new don't energy. know when I came here talking about new energy years ago. <laughs> Yo, Madam Z, you were here years new, ago when I, I talked about new, new energy. energy. <laughs> then Chelsea then fired Lampard, brought in Tuchel, and then energy. won two cups. And they were looking at me and like, what is new energy? Okay, no problem. <laughs> no worry, don't worry. But I just want you guys to know that I've also been communicating with Hector. I call him Hector. Bellerin. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, but his has been ongoing. He still has not responded to me. But uh, let me read it. Well, the last one I sent to him was in December 14th. I said, time to go. That's all I said to him. Now, Sorry. other people have been also trying to talk to. I don't know why these people are not responding to me. So I think I have to become a bit more famous for them to get to that verified sign. I'd, on my name. I'd say so. Yes, yes, but don't worry, there's a plan for that. What I did today was that I started DMing troops. So hopefully. Uh, so anyways, long story short, exactly. You have to think outside the box. See what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, exactly. So then my last message is to Arteta. Very straightforward. You guys might like this one. Just let me know. It's very basic. Two words. I said, please go. Then I said, please go. Please go. Please, please go. Please go. So that's all I said to Arteta. So I think by now he too has gotten the message. I want him to go. Please go. Exactly. Exactly. So that's really what I'm doing right now. Uh, communicating with these players, letting them know I care about them, trying to break the ice, build rapport, hopefully win season tickets for us 
on the podcast. You guys don't know what I'm doing, but it's is not that, for just Is that going to be like the, the title of this week's podcast? Please go. Uh, who knows? But <laughs> if it is, will you object to it? Oh, I will because I want a tether to stay. Exactly. So that's why you're not going to be invited too many times. <laughs> so ultimately, that is how I communicate with the players, Rookie. I hope I hope you see where I'm going with my, with no, my this, thought process here. This this is a great segment, Emeka's DMs. How to oh, how to manifest and make things happen. I, I like you. it. Thank I like very it. Much. Very forward thinking. So I, I brought Ronaldo to my United. <laughs> obviously thank you for mentioning ronaldo today was the last day of the transfer window let's just get right into it the biggest transfer look actually it's been a crazy summer <laughs> it's been a crazy summer because we first thought messi leaving barcelona was the biggest transfer not that it wasn't a big one George, are you there? Yeah, dude. Yeah. You, I don't know. Are you expecting me to say something? Yes, <laughs> because you know you are you are our Barcelona guy, our Messi guy. Um, let's be honest. We haven't really covered that on this podcast. How did you feel with Messi leaving your club and moving on to PSG? See, Dolapo, this is why you cannot be picking. <laughs> time off right you can't be doing this so now this didn't happen a month ago but Ricky <laughs> is trying to bring it up we're talking today. about transfers we're talking about transfers and we cannot cover transfers from this summer without mentioning that one it's impossible anyways it happened right he's a PSG right now he made his debut uh, I'm mm-hmm. happy for him I grew up watching Messi you know like he's like you know I was just I was just a kid when Messi first made his debut and I was telling my friends, I was like, hey, watch out for Messi. Just like I've been telling people in the group chat, yeah, watch out for Yusuf, Demir, Pedri, and the likes. I was a kid when I was telling people to watch out for Messi. And when I was a kid, you know, people used to call me Messi. So basically, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, Messi was basically the guy that I grew up watching. And it was kind of sad to see him go. But, um, you know, he was you not going to be really at Barcelona. Huh? You mean it was really sad or it was kind of sad? No, nah, it was sad that he left, but like I said, Did he, cry? Not, he was not going to be in Barcelona forever. Um, he was going to leave at some point, and he did. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's all I have to say, Ricky. You can go on to the next transfer. Well, <laughs> so speaking sorry, of Ricky, Barcelona. You... <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Emeka. Yeah, Ricky, before you go ahead, uh, yeah. Judge, I don't know why anybody called you uh, Messi growing up. That's... <laughs> A bit, oh, see, a so, so here's the thing. Like, no, no, no. no actually, I don't think. No, no, I, no, let I, me I explain. Let me explain. I just wanted you to know I was a bit concerned. Yeah, you were a bit concerned. Okay, but what basically what right. I was saying when I was a kid, I used to play exactly like Messi. You can act. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, it's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing. I had, it's not funny. I had it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had it funny. That's what it was. Yeah, you played like you played like Messi. I used to play. I used to play like Messi, but I was right but that. but like, here's the catch, George's Messi was with a Y. I get it now. <laughs> See, no. okay. no, so, so now I get it now. Nah. So now I get nah, it. Now. <laughs> I was okay, but, when I was a kid. I used to play like him. You can ask William, like you know, like you know, back back in the day, bro. Like I used to play for my school. 
And I don't know William. I don't know William. <laughs> oh, okay, he's, but... he's in a group chat. You can ask him. Like everyone. Okay. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah, well, everyone... before okay. we move on from Barcelona, how did you feel about the Griezmann transfer that went in at the eleventh hour today? Uh the thing is, I'm indifferent. I'm. I don't. I don't care. Like you understand? Because wow. Yeah, the thing is, when Griezmann came, everyone was saying that uh, he was being overshadowed by Messi, right? And yeah. That was basically the reason for his performances, because the guy never lived up to that expectation. But when the season started and Messi's not there anymore, even during preseason, he still could not step up to like you know carry the team. He was not doing that, and mm. you have Memphis coming in doing what you are the one supposed to be doing. You understand? Like there, I posted a stat in this in the group, and it was like he has played three games. He has created zero zero chances. Wow. He has created he has had zero shots on target. He's uh he scored zero goals, zero assists, obviously. Um and he's only dribbled, he's only had two successful dribbles for, in three games. So at this point, I'm like, okay, maybe it's not gonna work out because Messi's not there anymore, and you're still not giving us the kind of performances that we expect to get from you. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. You can go. Like, you know, let's let's start rebuilding. Our rebuilding process starts this summer. And yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just indifferent about the whole transfer. Okay. No, I feel and you. I feel you. Sorry, one more thing. With how, um, how Memphis has performed so far, since he's pretty much, I'd say, the face of Barcelona at the moment. Yeah, he is. The, I don't the face I mean, of the new Barcelona. He's not the face quite just yet, but like you know, through all, you're going through a transitional period, and Memphis is basically the one helping us through this transitional period, alongside you know the likes of Frankie De Jong. You have Ansu Fati coming in. You have a lot of youth coming in. Mm-hmm. But for now, Memphis is like he's stepped he's stepped up. Like the guy has stepped up and he's actually performing. Like he's being crucial when when he has to be. And he's getting goals, getting assists. You know, like Memphis is Memphis. I like, it didn't work out in United, but you know, he's proven that, you know, there are better teams, you know, there are better places he can go to and uh develop. Um, so yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's Emeka, I feel like you had something. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Like, I'm, I'm just very sorry. I just have to give Messi a monumental applause. You understand? Like, please, whoever is editing this, just insert a standing ovation. With all due respect, you guys know me diehard fan of the game of football. And the highest in my lifetime, and I'm speaking for myself and myself only, on the highest level, on the peak of the mountain, was Messi, in my opinion. You see what I'm saying? And so you have to understand that Messi, having started at 2003, played in Barca for, I want to say, 18, 19, or 17, 18 years, do the math, right? But ultimately, like, they were children that were not born and have now, like, started, like, looking at breast and stuff so ultimately like it's been a very long time it's been a very long time and for all those years not all for all of it but for most of it we saw the highest highest caliber of football played year after year back to back to back to back so you know i just want to say man please like with all due respect it was such a monumental moment you know oftentimes i would cry when i see the soccer players crying 
This time I did not cry for some reason. I have cried for everybody else from Thierry Henry to Ronaldinho. I didn't cry for Ronaldo either, Shah, but Ronaldinho, Thierry Henry, all these guys that were retiring, quote unquote retiring, but really just moving. But anyways, I would cry for them, you understand? And this one, I didn't cry, but I felt it. It hit my, my soul. So I just want to say, you know, thank you to Messi and I don't have anything to say to judge. I just want to say, Ricky, that I woke up, you know, when he was going to do the conference, the press conference. I woke up because yeah. I think he did it around like, uh, was it 5 or 6 a.m. my time? So I woke up around early, you know, just watched the whole thing unfold. And when he started crying, like, you know, I also started crying and we both were crying. Wow. And, we just had to we both had to wipe the tears off, all that stuff. Oh man, it, it was just in sync, just to show how much you know, how much yeah people loved, were right yeah. by calling you messy when you were. Growing. My greatest know, messy like, moment is what he did to Boateng. I just want to drop that out there. Thank you. I I think my my greatest moment was what he did to United in two thousand and nine when he jumped over Ferdinand, and then that that was that was I a see. highlight. Yeah, that was a highlight. That's great. All. Yeah. Anyway, um, Emeka, were there yeah. any shock, shocking transfers for you this this window? Uh, shocking transfers? Uh, yes, if it, it's in the entirety of the window. I don't know why Tabares is on my team. I don't know why Ben White is on my team. I don't know why Take Hero is on my team. Now... <laughs> That's now, like... I don't know why any of these players are on my team, but that was not shocking because I now expect that from Arteta. What was most shocking, in my opinion, mm. most shocking was uh, the return of the one and only, the greatest Cristiano. man of all time, Cristiano Ronaldo. Rookie, I have never owned a Manchester United jersey in my entire life, but this You're time... You're welcome to get one. No, I have already, I have already, already purchased already one. Owns one. Rookie, when I heard the news, because of the monumentality, if that's a word, because of the grandioseness, if that's a word, as well. Let's go. I, I got into. My, I called the shop. I said, "Hey, you guys have United jerseys?" They said, "Yes." I said, "Hold one for me. I am on my way." This was during work hours. I said, "I don't care." I got into my car, rookie, and I drove straight to the shop to pick the jersey up because for me i didn't know my you pulled this off given that city were after him it looked yeah. like psg were after him so it just looked players. like exactly and i didn't think he would go back to united given that england is a very tough league but here we are so for me it's ronaldo honestly you know can i i'm ready uh, can i'm I ready, to, I'm ready. Uh, can i uh, put <laughs> the man <Monday> with <laughs> the tennis, okay let me add to what america said i don't think because I've, I've read a lot of rumors, right? I've read a lot of rumors that he was being offered to, like, a bunch of clubs. Mm-hmm. But apparently Barcelona was one of them. Uh, Madrid was one of them. Bayern was one of them. But they all did not, you know, see the investment in it. And with United, I feel like the reason they even signed Ronaldo was just so he does not go to Manchester City. You understand? I think... Well, no, let, so let, me, let me finish. Is... Let me finish. Let me finish. So I think it's one of those because you, you, you could tell that, you know, Man City were low-key interested in signing him, but they decided to pull out in the end because they were saying that he does not fit Pep Guardiola's profile. And after scouting reports and analysis, they realized that he's not a perfect fit for Manchester City. 
And I'm just looking at them like, huh. If I was a United fan, I'll be happy, right? Because he's coming back. But then again, when I look back in, like, you know, you know, these transfers, when they usually happen, the kind of transfers where a player has to choose between Manchester City and Manchester United. Like, you know, the player that ends up going to United, for some reason, it doesn't, like, you know, work out quite as well for some reason. So, I, I mean, the players that you're talking about are someone like Sanchez or Fred. That's not Ronaldo. And yeah, it's, it's not. I'm just saying. Is, I'm just the saying thing it's is, like at the end of the day, um, he was pretty close to joining City. Um, there are a lot of conversations once that news broke. Um because it was shocking and you can can argue that why would they spend that money on Ronaldo and you're right United wasn't in the running to get like he wasn't a part of the transfer plans this summer which is honestly what Ole has even said um he came out and said that himself but when one of your legends is on the market especially for the price that we got him and with the possibility of him going to a direct rival when he is still at the end of the day Ronaldo now obviously is not the Ronaldo of 12 years ago when he left for Madrid but (laughs) that's uh he's still on the level uh, he's still on a high level compared to other human beings who play the sport um so for me I think that just because he wasn't in the transfer plans, that doesn't that doesn't make it any less special. And as he, for me, obviously, as a United fan, I cannot describe the feeling that I felt on Friday. It's a great feeling. I remember watching Ronaldo's debut all those years ago. And like for me, <laughs> I haven't bought a United jersey in a while. I'm just waiting for his squad number to come out. I haven't gotten a jersey with a player's number on it, I think, since, like, the 2009-2010 season. I'm getting Ronaldo's jersey this season. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's like funny. You, can, you cannot say anything about it. no one really, like, I feel like you're the host. No one is really asking you for, you know, how you feel. I yeah. just feel like you're just trying to. Wow, shade. I know. Mind MZ, break this up. Mind MZ, you're about to fight. I can do it myself. That's fine that you feel that way, but you tried to throw a lot of shade at one of the greatest players of all time. And How? I had to clear some things. I had to clear some this things up because you got your facts incorrect. You got your facts incorrect. Wait, what facts? And what yes, you... I am. And I, I already went through it. I went through the whole transfer process just now. Yeah. Maybe you weren't listening. No, I'm maybe just that's saying. why you're not hosting. No, no, you no, Ricky, Ricky, I'm just um, saying. I'm but just saying. I'm gonna move. Okay. I'm going uh, no, to no. now move no, on. No, no, no. You have to give me a chance. You have to give me a chance to explain. I'm just saying. You got your chance. We already heard what you said. No, no, no. You didn't hear it. We heard what you said. We heard how you cried about Messi. No, no. We're moving on. I am. I am. Okay. I, I am just saying. <laughs> I am just saying. No, no. Let me explain. I am just saying that usually the transfers that involve players that they have to choose between Manchester City or United is for some reason does not turn out. You know the way and there that were people. Two. And we I told you that there were now. two. But like, like I said, also said if I was a United fan, I'll be excited when George, is coming back to my club. I'll be excited. But the thing is that. that the two transfers you're talking about were Fred. No, Maguire. Maguire was one of them. Uh, oh, so you want to say Maguire is a failure? 
Wait, you think he's a success? He's not what you're trying to paint him out to be. Oh, okay. Anyways, Mondem, the floor is yours. <laughs> uh, guys, I've been holding this for a very long time. First of all, I want us to put it on record that there's someone I want to appreciate, and I thank God that he's on the podcast today, and that will be Plan B Bios. I want to appreciate this guy because he's a he's an actual <laughs> soccer fan. And I told him recently in one of our group chats that for him to be able to purchase, acquire, and uh, put in his stash of collections of jerseys or soccer or football paraphernalia, period, it's a pretty top, top-notch sportsmanship for him to do that. So GMAX... Hey, I appreciate you for doing that. And uh, anybody who wants to hate on Cristiano Ronaldo to Man United transfer, they can hate all they want. I remember George telling me that this thing has pained him on all levels and he's hurt that Cristiano is back to United. He specifically said, he said, Charlie, the thing pained me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was exactly what Judge said to me uh, on a different Aww. platform. He was like, no, Monday, the, team pain Monday. Me. the team paid me say Monday. Cristiano Monday. go United. Judge, please let me finish. George, I, don't want, yeah. I don't want Judge to interrupt me. And Judge yeah, went please, ahead. Judge. George, you've had, your, you've had your time. He went ahead <laughs> to say that and it pains him because he knows that Ronaldo is not a type of player that would flop anywhere. He said it. Mm. He said it. Wow. So for him to sit over here and say that, oh, um, usually transfers that kind of is like a battle between City and United doesn't turn out well. This is just a hater speaking from a hating point. And this is just a player. This is just, this is just a fan that is talking from a point where he just lost his best icon, um, arguably one of the greatest uh, players to have arguably, ever played the, the, the sport. The greatest player. Like what? Well, to me, to me, for me, that is Cristiano Ronaldo. For ah, you, that is me? that is Messi. We're not going to have Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. This is an, uh, but these yeah. two no, guys no, are like no, the no. pinnacle of soccer right now. And I'm not going to weigh that between the two of them. It's just everybody's preference. The, both of them are just classic. They're just out of this world. But you just lost him. I just gave back my jewel. However you see it, Whatever tactics, whatever um, theories you want to put across with this transfer, you can have it. You can say that's your opinion. I am so glad. If I tell you that when I first heard the the news about Cristiano Ronaldo joining City, I did not sleep. That was true. I was in my bed sleeping and I'm like, why is United not trying to hijack this deal? And I woke up and I was drawing formations that would involve Cristiano Ronaldo in the current United squad. I am not kidding you. And to God be my witness, I had talked to this, I had talked uh, about this situation with our current host right now, Miss Rooks. I told her, because she's a fellow United fan, I told her that, yo, can you imagine that I woke up thinking about how we could fit Cristiano into the, the squad and why we are not going for it? That's the manifestation that um, Emeka is talking about. Hmm, now, exactly. again, new energy however you see it this is new winning energy like this is energy on top of energy on top of energy out of the world energy we are not just talking about some player coming back we're talking about cristiano ronaldo coming back to united 
he is going to bring some mentality on and off this pitch because you don't want to play with that guy and look like a bum. You don't want to show that. You have to up your game. He is there to challenge every single person that you are wearing the same jersey, the same badge as me in this team. You got to bring your A game. And that's what we United fans are happy for. We know he was never a plan of our transfer this summer. He was not part of it. But to poach that guy and bring him back home, his message he has given to the fans is clear. He's happy to be back home. Hat felt. He's doing it for his pops, a.k.a. Sir Alex, the only Sir. So what a game, man. This is a moment in football. This is a moment in football. Shout out to... Thank you, Emeka. This is a moment in football. Shout out to... Yeah, go ahead. Shout out real quick. Shout out to Man Z, man. Yeah. I just want to say, just to, to appreciate Man Z a bit more and highlight the thought okay. processes. Uh, people are just like in the right people are like in the corner. No, 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 Josh, Josh, Josh. I want to put things into perspective for you. Let me put things into perspective for you, Josh. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to explain Ronaldo. myself. Let me, let me, let me explain myself. Hold on. Let me, let me George, George, let me explain myself. No, no, You've no, explained no, yourself. No, you let guys, me explain you guys, myself. You guys, time no, out. No, Josh. Time out. Let me, let me. Time out. Ricky, let me. Hold on, let him make a finish. Wow. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, George. Thank you, George. Actually, meet yourself. Okay, so now just to clarify, guys, this man named Cristiano Ronaldo is followed by 336 million people on the planet, more than the entire Premier League teams put together. On not him. more than the entire population of the United States of America. Mm. Now, George, let me even do more and put it into perspective. Title contenders a couple years ago, one team got Cristiano Ronaldo, the other team got Ben White. Now, let me do another favor for you and bring it into more perspective, George. Even, even further more perspective. That is, this man is a legend at the age of 36 years old. Jumping higher than all the center backs in every single league he has gone to. The man is machine his myth. So for you to now come and try and give some low blows, George. George, you have no respect. This is a moment I, of I, this is a moment in football that you cannot. Can I can I go? Sport. No, no, you guys, I feel like yeah, no no let me talk. On, let George. me talk now. Go ahead. George, I feel like, go ahead. I feel like you guys <laughs> it's like you guys are just attacking me, right? But here's the thing. No, hold on, let me speak. Here's the thing. I do not hate Cristiano Ronaldo. I do not hate what he stands for. Like I said, before I even started, I said, if I was a United fan, I'll be excited, right? But I'm not a United fan. The reason why I did not want to see Ronaldo going to United was because when it came out that um, you, uh, Ronaldo was going to go to Manchester City, if you go on Twitter, all you see are the United fans saying, we all knew Lionel Messi was the greatest player ever. Even rookie on the on in the chat, I asked you how you felt, and you were like, "Eh, people have done worse. Family members have done worse." I'm not, I'm not really like paying him, or I'm not really sleeping to care. You know, basically, what I'm trying to say is, United fans, it's like deep down they know the truth, but because we're not. Wait, what is the truth? Them, no, no, okay, no. Hold on, hold on. Is, let me finish. Okay, let me finish. We're going off finish. on a completely no, no, different tangent. What is let the truth right now? I'm explaining myself. Let me explain myself. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, the reason why I did not want to see Ronaldo going to. United is because I wanted the United fans to just come out and just let the, like, you know, say how they truly feel. 
they are defending okay, this no this yes, is not yes, this is not connected that is to why that is why before. we need to come out and say messi okay. is the greatest player ever George, and there was what, there's what no comparison. So this is so I want to, this does not AKA, this, this does not connect to it's an agenda, first this of all. Really. Agenda. It's not an agenda. But, like, but, we saw it. Like, secondly, saw it on Twitter. Second, you guys, George, United fans George, were like, oh, George, you know how hard it is to defend, uh, say, Ronaldo is better than Messi. Do you know how hard it is to convince someone that Ronaldo wow, <laughs> that because, is, that is you know, thing? Like, we don't know that there are immature people on the internet who say I'm anything just saying, like, that's a lot first of United. Of secondly, that what you're saying now has nothing to do with what you were saying at the beginning of this conversation is what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you said, oh, if I were a United fan, if it, I would be happy. But you know what? I think that if you're a football fan, you know what this means. That is why period. I gave Plan B. No, and I that's know. what Emeka is saying. Plan at the end B. of the day, no, this isn't about being a United fan or anything, because guess what? For me, I obviously am not an Arsenal fan. Um, but when... Thierry Henry was retiring. I felt like I was and, like, uh, oh, see, my God, yeah, this is crazy. This, that, and another. Even when Messi, you know, transferred to PSG just a few weeks ago, I felt bad for Barcelona fans because that's what y'all have known for a long time. But there in are return, certain moments. But in there return, are, we have George comparing City and my United transfers. Just to right, say and that, what he's I'm saying, be a and the, the I did whole, not say that. The whole like, conversation, uh, I think, was did. to say that. No, I did not say that. I, the I, whole conversation, I, guys, I is there are certain moments in the sport that are bigger than the teams you support and the agendas Boom. you're trying to push. Yes, this was one of them. Wait, 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 wait. I, guys, I'm I not, agree with Rookie, I, and I'm going to dead the conversation there. No, no, yeah, one yes. more thing. Well, I'm not saying. Listen, guys, I'm We're, not. Listen, I'm not saying. But like I said. If I was a United fan, I'll be excited. The thing is, if I'm and, a football fan, if, I, if I'm a football fan, if I'm a football fan, if I was a United no, fan, if I if I was a football fan, I would prefer to see Ronaldo play with Messi. That is what I would prefer, not Ronaldo going back to United. That is what I would prefer as a football fan. Okay, but that doesn't bring the romanticism of the sport. And at the end of the day, what sport without romanticism? No, that's basically that's my opinion. I just feel like, hey, go to PSG. No, no, but, but George, I get what you're saying, but there were multiple right. big things that could have happened. For all we know, right. Messi and Ronaldo could have gone to Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. True. Yes, yes, it's funny. <laughs> but, but it could have happened. Let's put it, it on record. Happened. Let's put it on record that George tried to cite that any. Or most of the transfers. Yeah, I did not say that. Listen, you, Monday, no, let me clear that. Let me clear that. Let me clear that. No, no, no. No, no. Let me clear that. No, because you're human. I, I said, I. No, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna move on from this because it's now become a Messi versus Ronaldo versus. No, it's not. It's not. I don't know the point of this conversation. It doesn't matter what he stated. We don't need to. We already have it on record. George, George, guys. No, we already have it on record. Let's. I'm not gonna We're let gonna people assume right, stuff. I'm forward. not gonna let people assume stuff. I basically what if I he's said. Talking, I'm also gonna explain myself again. No, so I'm not like forward. you're assuming that I'm. Sure, just letting go. Is gonna just flop. Let it go. I'm not saying Ronaldo's gonna flop. I'm just We're, saying there is like there's a trend. Does not does not directly. Okay, okay. so we don't know. Let's Thank not speak you. on we've, it. Then. We've heard it. You've said it before. We heard you the first time. Just put it on record. To end to end the transfer window, I'm gonna go with the biggest transfer that didn't happen which was Harry Kane 
to city. Wow. See, Delapo, man. Delapo, please. <laughs> you need to be the host again, bro. I agree you. with you. I agree with you, rookie. Let me explain why. <laughs> Ricky, let, let, look, rookie, let me explain why. Let me just tell you. In the history of England, we know this to be a fact. That Manchester United, okay? Now, let me now dial it back and say Manchester. Okay, we know that Manchester ends up owning the biggest and best striker in and from England. We've seen it with Wayne Rooney. When Michael Owen went to the top, he went to Manchester United. You know, the likes of always somehow find a way. The best striker in England often somehow finds a way. And from England often somehow finds a way to Manchester. Okay, so we do not know how... The old man, Pep, who just seems to be able to sign everybody, went and spent a hundred million quid on a player that is likely going to start sitting on the bench anyways. We do not know how he fumbled the hurricane back because hurricane played his cards. Hurricane stopped showing up for practice at Tottenham. Yeah. Okay, he stopped showing up for practice at Tottenham. This was the, the, the proof that, look, I am all in. Are you guys all in for me or not? What yeah. are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And what happened? Lil Pep, they, 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 sorry, old Pep, whatever to call it, he now goes and he just fumbles that bag in a season that he needs a striker. You think Ferran Torres is going to be delivering like he delivered against Arsenal, the worst team in the league right now, last on the table? No. That was a fluke game for Torres because he's not going to be doing that all the time. So who's going to step up for City in a time when they need a clinical goal scorer? They still don't have it. So I agree wholeheartedly with Rookie. That was easily the worst Decision ever made by City to not really push. And that was the, the biggest miss in the transfer window. Ricky, I second you, actually. At the end of the George, day, you want me to talk? George. Yeah, okay. yeah George, mm -hmm. um, you being the resident City fan, do you think there's a possibility of City going back in next summer? Or you think this, this was a summer to do it or it's never going to happen? Uh, first off, I want the viewers or the people listening, right? The listeners, should I say. I want you guys to understand that I'm on the podcast with two United fans in Rookie and Mandem, and then an Arsenal fan who just hates Pep in Emeka. Okay, now that I've gotten that clear, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I feel like Pep, like Emeka said, like, why spend a hundred million on Grealish when you could just put all that money and buy Harry Kane, right? <clears throat> Yeah. I feel like with Grealish, uh, Grealish's situation, uh, his was a release clause. So all you had to do was just pay the release clause. If the guy is willing to come, he goes. It's that simple, right? With Harry Kane, True. it's more of like a negotiation, right? You're negotiating with someone who a lot of people usually have problems negotiating with. You understand? So even if, like, you know, um, Man City did not buy Grealish, going in to sign Kane... Daniel Levy will probably tell you that, hey, like, you know, even if you're going with Senefi, he could still reject it. You understand? He's in no position or in no way or form going to, uh, you know, if, even if, like, he had all the cards, basically, that's what I'm trying to say. He had all the cards. He could decide to sell Kane, but, like, there was no way he was going to sell him. You understand? So, with that, Man City had no control over do you understand? But one thing what, I have to what say do you is mean they, when you say there was no way they were going to sell him, did, I, but, like... no people were saying, oh, they wanted um, <clears throat> what do you call it, uh, uh, Man City to bid in 150 million for Harry Kane. 
You understand? Yes, that was the rumor. That was the rumor, right? What happened when Man City then decided to bid 150 million? Daniel Levy stopped picking up his phone calls. He stopped responding to any of them, any of the amendments. George, George, there was an amount of money that Levy would have listened to. I'm just, and saying. that was the amount of money you guys should have paid. I'm that 180 to 200 should have been splashed. But that's my. Thing. This is the best. This is the best striker in England in his mid late twenties. Come on. But to me, honestly, let me tell you, Ricky, let me tell you how I feel about the Kane transfer. I was telling Ogula this the other time, before the whole thing started, before even Kane was linked to Manchester City, I was telling him that I don't really see Kane to be, like, the kind of striker that Manchester City needs, right? Manchester City is trying to win the Champions League. Based on Kane's track record with injuries, you realize that a guy usually gets injured on February, March, April, times where, you know, crucial times in the season. Those are the times he usually get injured. So even if Manchester City goes ahead to buy someone like Harry Kane, what shows he's going to stay fit? I think what Pep should have done was actually gone all out for Lukaku. That is what I think he should have done. Forget about so Harry Kane. So you feel like Lukaku yeah. fits into the playing style of City? He will. Like, he will fit into Pep. Like, he will fit easily. Like, he's a target man. He will fit easily into that system. Imagine Harry Kane at Manchester City, someone who can actually hold the ball with a low block team. Like he will fit so easily. Harry Kane, he's a good player, he's a great player, but his injury record, I will not bank 180 million on a player like Harry Kane, knowing that he could or he usually gets injured during crucial parts of the season. I will not hmm. do that. Okay. Yeah, um, Brooks, uh, let me come on with this. Um, uh, Kane transfer and then, yeah. So, first of all, I'm surprised right now that George is saying that he wouldn't have gone all out for Kane. I'm really surprised because we had a discussion in the group chat and we both agreed that this is the time for Kane to move on. And as a soccer fan, that I didn't, I wouldn't support anything good happening at City. I felt that Kane needed to move on to a bigger challenge. Okay. Yes. And I, and I, and I accepted that. And George yes. accepted and agreed that with me. Yes. But now that you don't have Kane, you feel like, well, it should have no, been. No, see, see, this is what you're getting wrong. I just said, I'm not going to go all out for Kane. Does not okay, mean no I problem. don't want Kane. Right. That's what I'm so, saying. So back to the transfer, you know, the biggest transfer that didn't happen. Yes, of course, I feel like um, we all thought Harry Kane was, was going to move. Um, he came out to say that, oh, this is the reason why I haven't trained. It, it got nothing to do, you know, with transfers. I'm very much focused. I'm still a Tottenham player. I love the fans. The fans love me back, all that stuff. That is good PR. But we all know deep down there, the guy, like Emeka said, was just like, hey, I'm stepping back. You guys should need to step forward and snatch me real quick. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. And no win City. There is no way City can say that we are holding back in terms of cash, in terms of purchasing power when it comes to Kane. There is no way. But at the end of the day, players force moves. Like if um, Lenny, Levy, whatever, wasn't answering phone calls and stuff like that, with the right price, man, everybody has a price. With that right price, Kane was bound to leave. It would have happened. Agents are there to make these things happen with the right Prize with the right offer on the table so yeah i feel like that was a very 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 big miss um but i'm happy about it 
hopefully CR Severin's presence is going to attract some big players for United next uh, transfer windows. And who knows, man, he might he might come to Manchester United and be caning things. So <laughs> I'm glad they don't have him yet. If United's policy fits into a point where they can bring in Kane, I'm all for it. To Definitely be honest, all for it. I think it. that uh, Kane, if he leaves Spurs, would be leaving the league. I don't see Levy um, selling to a direct rival. Of course, I'm not after. saying that will happen. Yeah. I'm just saying that I would accept. Oh no, that. I'm just yeah, I'm just saying that with the with Levy's track record, especially with how this summer went, Good. I can't believe that man stopped answering. Going forward, I am sad that Dulapo is not here to hear this, but. He also had a pretty great miss in this transfer window in the transfer of Killian, Magician, see, and Mbappe. See, eh, no, that no, one no, wasn't see. so shocking, Monday, though. And Monday. honestly, okay. Real Madrid It's not shocking. It's not to, shocking. I just um, want to rub it in. It is not shocking. Well, no. I'm, I'm going on record think, to rub I, it I in think, for Dolapo that he did not get Killian this summer. Monday. Well, I think at the because end of the I day, it's actually a blessing in disguise because... Two hundred million for a player who's going to be free next summer. The exact Real Madrid were actually very silly for even attempting. Why do it? No, exactly. it's a strategy. Rookie. See, this is that. That's exactly what I'm saying with the Kane thing, right? Because PSG said they had a price, right? Mind you, this guy has a year left on his contract, and yeah. after a year, he walks out for free, right? PSG did not want him to leave, regardless. Gave him five different offers. He rejected all of them. All of them. They had the cards. So Daniel Levy, on the other hand, had what? He had what? Kane has three years left on his contract. Yes, he If does. I was Manchester City, like, like Mundem, listen closely. If I was Manchester City and I have offered 130, 140 million for Kane and I'm getting rejected, then I offer the amount that the guy is asking for and he is not picking his phone calls, why am I still pursuing the guy? Why don't I go for a Lukaku or a Howard? Two, you're telling me pay whatever amount for look um Kane. You could get that amount for with Haaland. You will get Haaland, who is 21. You understand? So me saying that, like I will not go. I I told Oula is a person who can verify this because I told him this before the whole thing even started. I would take Kane, but I'm not gonna go a hundred and more than 150 million for Kane. I'm not doing that. No. Emeka, let me ask you this: Do you think? there's a possibility of Kane moving to City next summer or you think this is it for Kane? He's probably going to stay at Spurs forever. Uh, I want to believe that Levy is a shrewd businessman. I don't want to believe he's the devil. I think this season determines if Kane stays or goes. You know, I think this is Kane like apologizing to the fans and saying, hey, I'm committed to supporting the team is like this last ditch effort to, you know, be backed up by the team. Exactly. But after this, exactly. After this, I think everybody knows that Kane is going to be out. You see what I'm saying? So at that point, I think Levy will likely just accept, because you're not going to tie him for three years just because he's under contract. Nobody does that. He's going to run mad. You're not going to get the 100% from a player who is just not happy to be there at the team. So either way, um, I think at that time, Levy will accept money from the highest bidder, irrespective of country. And mm-hmm. so I think it just boils down to maybe even PSG, although I don't see Messi playing with Kane. So, But yeah, whoever whoever can afford him, 
will be the person to get him at but, that point, but, in my opinion. Micah, do you think so? Next season, for example, would you bid the same amount, let's say 140 or 150 million for Cam? Would you do that? It would be dependent on his oh, on. season, right? But I mean, yeah, so the age is now no longer on his side. That's exactly why he was desperate to leave, hence yeah. why City should have just pushed a little bit more. I agree with what you're saying. But I think that that is determined by the performance of this season. Because let me just tell you, exactly. I could have happily bought exactly. J- I could have bought I could have bought JV9 at 29. Easy. Because JV9 at 29 was still just trying to destroy people. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so I don't see too much of a difference. If Kane can give us 25 goals again this season, which is what he typically does, I'm just like, yo, this dude is unchanged. You know, he's, he's he's still giving his all and he can likely do another 30 this season afterwards. You see what I'm saying? Likely, likewise, RVP. When RVP went to United, he was phasing into that older elderly status, you know, of 29, 30 and above. Mm-hmm. And the guy went and delivered a banger season. You see what I'm saying? Now, he's will still, I pay still that 200 money. million? Exactly. Would I pay that 200 million at the age of 29, 30? No, I think, I think, I think, <clears throat> I think Levy lost himself some money there. And I think that that was really stupid of him. Especially because Tottenham just freaking built a stadium. Like, dude, I know you're yeah. in debt. Like, take some, take some bread. Take like, some dough. Think, yeah, take some dough, bro. At 29, I don't think he can sell for 200. I think at that point he'll go down to maybe 100, slightly less, maybe. But regardless, I will still go for Kane at 29 or 30, whatever he ends up being at the end of the season. If he, if he puts in a good performance this season, yes, I'll do that. Mm. Okay. So moving on to. One of my favorite parts of this podcast. We have two busts to crown this week because, unfortunately, we recorded before our last match on our last episode. So, George, I'm going to let you take it away. Let's start with the previous week and then highlight the bust going into the international break. So he's up there for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks guys so um if this is the first time you're listening to the uncut 90 podcast we have this segment called bus of the week it's basically the person who scored uh the lowest points in our group chat not in the league in our group chat <clears throat> so uh last season we had uh as a last week last game week we had fafa one of mandem's boys right <laughs> He scored uh, 39 points, and his average game week, the average uh, game week was uh, 56. Sorry, I was not really re- prepared for this. Let me just pull up his team real quick. But and... he had pulled, uh, he had popped his wildcard as well. Oh, oh he week. popped yeah. his wildcard, right? Yeah. Yeah, he popped his wildcard, and then he came up with 39 points, which I don't understand the, yeah, the so logic behind money. that. Yeah. Because, like, I'm looking at his team. He had Trent. Shaw, Pereira, De Gea, good. Fernandez, Jota, Cantwell, and Son, Vardy, Richarlison. His team is decent enough, right? It's decent, but I don't mm. think it's a kind of team that will survive, like, you know, in the long run. If you, Especially if you're popping a world card in game week two. You understand? You Who do might, you think is the weakest link on his team? Uh, Just having two expensive strikers, like Vardy and Richarlison. Mm. He and he he also has no bench, like no bench whatsoever. Oh wow! I just saw that. Yeah. Oh wow! He had Duffy on he the had bench. Yeah, Duffy on the bench. Fourteen points. Mhm. 
And then he has like his defense is really expensive. Like it's too expensive to my opinion. But um Yeah, so that was the boss of the week for game week two. For game week three. Uh, I wish the Lapo would let me edit this part, honestly. Cause if I have to edit this part, I'll add some, you know, special effects to introduce this bus of the week. <laughs> but the Lapo is like, I can give you some live special effects, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it. Oh boy, let's hear this. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but um, what do you call it? Uh, so this guy. You know, he talks a lot in our group chat. He calls himself a seasoned vet. He cl- Don't forget, he tried to start a subscription service for thing. this So he had, this a, season. he had a fluke season last season where, I mean, last, yeah, he had a fluke season last season where he finished second. And he, he thinks, he, you know, you know, he's that kind of manager, the kind of manager, he's elite, basically. He thinks he's an elite <laughs> manager. He thinks, you know. He's that guy. So if you need to do well in your FPL or you need coaching or, or tutoring in your FPL, you can just go to him. So one, one guy, one guy in the group chat by the name of Daniel um, was asking about, you know, his opinion on like, you know, on teams before the season started. And then this guy then tells Daniel that, hey, if you need my opinion, you know, I'm going to charge you $70 per month to get FPL advice. <laughs> This guy thinks he's an elite manager, right? So he started the game week. I think he was having a conversation with Rookie. And then he was telling Rookie that, hey, uh, you know, my team is solid. I have Kane, I have Lukaku, I have Salah. Like, you know, he was bragging about how, you know, he's been able to, like, you know, financially, you know, build his team. Fit where, all of these yeah, people in, fit yeah. all of these, like, big hitters or inexpensive guys. So he was bragging about it. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of impressive. I was, I was, I was impressed. So the game week starts, and I look at his team. First game week, he has Kane and Lukaku. And I'm like, yo, are you following the FPL? Like, you know, these two guys are not going to play. But he's like, ah, it's whatever, you know. I still want to have them in my team to start the season. It's not about the first or second game week. It's about after, the long run. It's a marathon. He was, the guy was talking a lot. It happened a lot, <laughs> you know. So the second game week comes along, and his defense comes in, you know, James scores an assist. Tamika keeps a CS and, you know, he also assists. So the guy thinks, you know, everything is working now. Lukaku then scores. And then the guy is just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm back. He's, he, started, he, started, he started putting out threats, telling me that, hey, I'm going to finish ahead with you, blah, 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 all this extra stuff. And then we are here in game week three, and he's our boss of the week. So let me run through his team right now. He has James. He has Timiskas. He has Mitchell. He has Lukaku, Captain Kane, he has Dennis, he has Salah, he has Mounts, Greenwood. Like, I'm like, yo, like, you know, like, you know, it's not adding up because Kane has not picked up form. Lukaku just went to Chelsea. Salah, like, Salah is Salah, fine. He has Mount. Like, you know, the team just does not make sense. He's, he's, he's a part of L'Equipe. He thinks he's an elite manager. Uh, he's not. I'm, I'm here to tell you, you're not an elite manager. You're the boss of the week. You're the only person I'm spending more than four or five minutes just talking about you as a butt because I want to highlight how bad you are as a manager. So I hope you're listening to this segment. And I want, I want you to be famous, bro. 
I hope to, uh, the Popo. Do you think Popo posted so, his team on the Instagram page? It will be posted effective immediately. Please, please do that. Please do that. <laughs> it will be posted effective immediately. Now, I want to say this: I know Moyo personally and impersonally. I am just not so surprised as you all are. Actually, wow. week one, the guy told me to remove Ailing from my team and Ailing scored a goal. So I knew from that moment that he didn't know anything about the game of football. Now, Moyo on my phone, he saved as Moyo Unlocked. And I saved his number as Moyo Unlocked because over the years I have unlocked him. I have tweaked him. I have molded him, modified him, recalibrated him. Wow. I am very shocked by this because the guy has Dennis on his team. He now also has Gilmore on his team. He has Livramento. Do you know? I don't know where Livramento is. Now, he also has Mitchell, which is a Crystal Palace player, whom I don't know if you know this, but Crystal Palace is going to be the worst team this season. Oh, he said this season and- was Mitchell's breakthrough season, by the way. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Even if it's his breakthrough, he's not going to win you points. Yeah. Yeah, he has Sanchez in the goal. And then he has... uh, It's just... I don't know where to begin. I mean, I guess he does have Salah and Kane and Lukaku. But I think that's just too much. It's just a lot. Oh, my day. So, I'm actually very surprised. 14 points, so... Yeah... I don't know. I expect a lot more from Moyo, especially because he's actually not a bad person. I mean, he has his days. His voice is very deep, but he's a little strange. <laughs> but in a way, I just expected a lot more from him. And this is a shocking one. Emil Smith-Rowe, I don't know what is going on here. I really don't know what's going on here. I don't know if anybody has an explanation, but I do. So I'm trying to well, I don't know if our listeners listened to the first episode of the season. I did say... If you have an Arsenal, well, no, I didn't. I didn't specifically name Arsenal, but I'll do it now. If you have an Arsenal player, what are you doing? No, you did say Arsenal. You said if you had Arsenal players, you said no. I I said if they had players from the teams they supported out of some sort of emotional attachment, that it wasn't a good move. Hmm. Yo, Mandem, do you have anything to say about Moyes' team? I feel like you should go in too, man. Everyone has gone in. I feel like you. Should go in too. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I started. I think he's the, he's, I started he's 78. He's Started this season on a very low side. Um, game week two, I tweaked it a little bit. I didn't panic. I didn't make any transfers. I, you know, I coughed up some points. Uh, game week three, my transfers didn't, you know, really uh, give me what I wanted. But at the end of the day, man, when I see that uh, a manager who said he is an elite, who thinks he's an elite has already recorded bust all the week. This is mm. game week three. I am flabbergasted. No, it's <laughs> But I feel and that... He, he expects us to pay a subscription fee. Yeah, Honestly, that's the craziest part. $70 subscription fee. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, he need, we, need a, we need an apology. Like, I think we deserve one. He needs you to retract certain things he has said. And he needs to respect us, respect the platform, respect the group. Moyo, this is for you as a gentleman. Uh, you have been unlocked by GMAX. I know GMAX is a very fair, solid guy. So you need to come out, man. You need to come through for him. You need to let us know that you've been unlocked. That's all I got to say. 
I want Moyo. Moyo, I want you to go apologize to Rookie, apologize to Danielle, because we are not gonna tolerate any of your schemes. <laughs> your seventy dollars. Nah. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tolerate any of it. Honestly, I thought it was a joke when this posted because I was just like, this guy tried to charge money for tips. And now you're bust in game week three? What kind of scam are you running? Yeah. You, you want to take me for a fool? Yeah. That's bust. Bustiness in the busted degree. Well, no, Moyo, you're bust. <laughs> you're bust with no trophies. And guess what, guys? So he has the same amount of points as another Liquid member. They're both 78 right now. Okay. Bust. Who was the other member? Guess. Just guess. David? Josh. Exactly. Josh, okay. Josh. Well, I'm going to move on to last words. Mandem, I'm going to let you start. No, as a United player, yours. I want to be the last this time around. Can I be the last, please? As a United fan? No, they're just going to you. United is, uh, United is not on top. They're actually like fourth or fifth. No, not literally in the top of the Premier League. Mandem, it's fine. The one you to go, it's fine. Just please. Give yeah, it just go. All right. <laughs> I, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank all United fans for standing solid on their grounds, making it known. People like Patrice Ever, I love this game. People like Rio, the great De Janeiro, Ferdinand, the Sir himself, everybody that played a part in bringing back our legend to Manchester United. The feeling is indescribable. I'm not going to say that this is what we need to win a trophy this season, but I'm going to say that this is what we need to bring some new energy and some winning mentality to United. So all I'm going to say is that let's be happy. Let's wait for this guy to step on the pitch for the first time, hopefully against Newcastle. Viva Ronaldo. All right. Thank you, George. <laughs> Why do you? Take it away. I wanted to be the last one. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, guys, we're not going to keep just going. Joking, I'm just joking. Relax, relax, relax. <laughs> Um, so I know like a lot have been said on this podcast, right? Wow. A lot has been said. Um, for some reason, I'm being attacked because <laughs> people think I think Ronaldo is gonna flop, and I've said that numerous times that you know, even I posted his picture in the group chat saying that hey, Bruno out, Ronaldo in my FPL team. So I don't understand why you know people. Think, I think Ronaldo is going to be a flop. I don't understand why Mandem is coming for me thinking, you know, I hate Ronaldo. But, like, I don't hate the guy. The guy's like, you know, I feel like, you know, he has pushed Messi to, for, I mean, they both pushed each, each other to, you know, to get to the level they've gotten to. But the reason why I did not want that transfer to go through, I've already explained that. Um, Ronaldo is a, you know, he's a great player. He's a great player. He's like, to me, the second best player in my lifetime. And, um, a lot of respect to him. I hope United fans are happy. Uh, we Barcelona fans will keep bleeding. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Thank you, George. Emeka, your last words, please. No problem. I was just looking at previous messages with Moyo. I want to see if I can detect where he lost his mind. I can't quite <laughs> figure it out right now, but he sent me a pre-draft of his team and he has Ben White 
and Emil Smith Rowe. So I think he is just going through something right now. I'm not sure what. But either way, guys, I want to say this. You know, this for me has been the greatest transfer window of all time. Facts. Absolutely. Since, absolutely. Since since my my coming into the realm of soccer. I mean, there was this one crazy window when R9 moved to Madrid. It was a very bad one then as well. But this one, I think, is a monumental one that is Messi leaving, you know, home and Ronaldo going home. It's crazy. Hmm. But um, you see what I'm saying? But either way, uh, you know, just shout out to, you know, all the fans that get to experience this monumental moment in football. You know, this is a once in a lifetime experience. You know, it's like lightning striking twice, essentially. It really just does not happen. You see what I'm saying? That's one. And then lastly, I want to say, uh, if you guys could please help me message Arteta and tell him it is time to go, I would really appreciate that. I feel like you'll get notifications. It will start to dawn on him that he needs to leave. And then uh, shout out to uh, Takiro, Takiro for coming to Arsenal knowing that it's the worst team in the league. Yeah, this transfer was basically a, like everyone going back home. Griezmann went back home. Ronaldo went back home. Messi left. Anyways, yeah. So you heard it here first, guys. Shout out to, you know, Sir Alex, Patrice Evra, Rio Ferdinand from Mandem, Emeka, as always, you know, help him out, help Arsenal out. Let's get Arteta out. And George... Um, George is sad. In pains. I'm, I'm really, I'm really not in pains. George, George is George. George is upset about Ronaldo as okay, well. Okay, just bleeding. Um, but anyway, my last words. Shout out to the greatest club in the world, Manchester United. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, stop that. <laughs> but more importantly, prayers out to the folks in New Orleans and Louisiana and any of the people who are, you know, suffering from the effects of Hurricane Ida. I hope you are well. And if you guys can donate to any of the causes that you see on social media to help out these people, that would be great. More importantly, also, thank you to our listeners. We laughed. We argued. We had a great time this episode. And we'll see you <laughs> at the next one. Just right, Extra <laughs> 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 <laughs>